We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Quite the same feeling I have recording this week's pod that I did recording last week's pod. Yeah, hi Jimmy. It's uh, it's kind of weird. I didn't really want to be recording like this, but we're <laughs> no, we're gonna fake it because we're good at this. We like we want to show excitement, and no, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's just I got bad taste. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's hard when uh, you know, we, we, it's hard enough when you have to record something and, and try to be excited after a loss, but especially, you know, a loss kind of like that where it, it was just a weird uh, game all around for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get into, you know, as much of it as we can. There wasn't a whole lot of action to be honest, to, to, to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll try to dive into it as much as we can. Um, no, for starters, if, if you guys, if you guys hated this game as much as we did, um, Go to our podcast, Rated and Reviews, and uh, hit, hit us with that five stars and let us know why you hated this game. Let us know the worst part about this game because it was – we got a lot to say about it. So, Yes, sir. So start me right off the bat. You're watching this game, and it's kind of unfolding. Um, what, what are you thinking as this is happening? Dude, I'm thinking uh, – it was two very defensive games. Like both teams pay, playing the high press – and so as they're getting pressed, they're like, oh, shit, and they have to boom the ball downfield. Like, you didn't get to play the the short ball game as much as you, you like to. You know what I mean? It was it was very hard. It was like two – I don't know. It wasn't opposites attract by any means. It was two very positive teams just punching each other. I don't know. It was really weird, right? Yeah, it, 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 it was kind of weird. Um, you know, it started off actually – not terrible for Sporting KC. Like nine seconds in, Johan got a shot on goal, and I'm like, okay, yeah. like, and you know, that's I'm not a bad way to start the game. Probably wasn't ever going to go in because the angle was was so drastic. But I'm like, okay, uh-huh. nine seconds in, you get a shot on goal. Great. Little did I know that would be Sporting's best chance for the entire game. <laughs> that was it. That, <laughs> that was, was it. It was all all downhill from there. <laughs> 
And I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at, actually, you made a really good point. I'm looking at the passing charts right now, and for both teams, this there's just long ball after long ball after Big long time, ball. Dude. Just, yeah, they're just launching balls up the left and right side. Like, there, there, there wasn't ever, like, a real consistent flow to the game. And, and, and specifically talking about Sporting KC, I don't know if you got this too, I just was watching them, I was like, they just look lost. Like, there's no cohesion. Like, they were so... And I know, yes, they were playing, you know, half the game against a nine-man Vancouver team last week. But even before then, they were clicking on all cylinders. Johnny Russell was firing away. I was like, it, I don't I don't think I saw Johnny Russell all game until he had that one... Not sure if it's a shot, not sure if it was a pass out, you know, just outside the left, you know, side of the goal. But, I mean, did you did you see the same sort of, like lack of cohesion that I did yeah dude it just wasn't uh I don't know is it a little bit of Vancouver hangover but then also I I couldn't tell if New England was playing great or if we were just not playing good and at the end of this game Peter even said you know I, I thought I was watching a tennis match he's like the ball was in the air so much I thought I was I thought I was at a tennis match and I was like dude you're so right I mean volleyball or something because that ball wasn't on the ground too often. It was it was super weird. You know that's that's actually I think a a really good point. Um, I don't Sporting KC didn't play bad, and and I think if you look at the eye test overall, and and, and we'll dig into the you know obviously Sporting KC lost one zero. Believe me, we're going to dig into that goal here in a second and VAR and mean? all that. So what's the what's so, the eye <laughs> test? What is that? Um. For me, just watching that game, like not looking at any stats or anything, like just eyeball watching it, I'm like, you know, New England played a much better game. Like for me, like I was just watching, I was like, they're the better team, um, you know. But but when you really think about it, and you go back and you watch the game again, and and you look at the stats, I I think you you brought up a good point. I don't think it's that New England was so good. I think it's just that Sporting KC was pretty bad and New England was just slightly less bad because neither team statistically was that great. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, dude. I mean, we should have we should have really put the hurting on them as well as we've played away from home. I mean, there's no reason we shouldn't have grabbed a couple goals here and went home with three points and get excited about Colorado coming to town. Because now Colorado's coming to town, you know, they're desperate for some points. We're going to be in trouble, and we're going to preview that game for you here at the end. But this New England Revolution team, we we never play them well at their place. We never do. And and I just, I had a bad feeling coming into this, but I, I really had good faith that we'd get the job done. And, and we just didn't. But I will tell you this, one positive I want to take away from everything is I was kind of focused on Jimmy Madronda on that left-hand side, man, and he wasn't letting Juan Aguadella do much. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, you know, Sporting's defense outside of the weird offside, no offside, Ugh. VAR, foiled by a camera. There, um, wasn't terrible. Like, wasn't that bad. And, and you know, Jimmy Madronda specifically, you're, you're talking about, I really like what I've seen from, from Jimmy Madronda um, yeah, dude. so far. Um, you know, he 
he was one of the the people that that completed a fair bit of his his passes. I mean, he had a couple of long balls that he was launching up the field that didn't connect, but um you know, he he had some some, you know, good tackles in there, some interceptions, some clearances, some recoveries. Um you know, he only had a couple of, of tackles lost that he couldn't complete um based on the stats that are shown on mlssoccer.com. So he he had a pretty pretty solid game. It's, you know, it's just one of those weird things. Um, I don't know. Let's jump right into this this goal that happened. Um, yeah, if you want to call it that, I call it bullshit. Yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's the the forty fourth minute. Um, I think it was Diego. I want to say it was Fagundes who had the ball. Um, yes, it was. Right outside the box, kind of up at the top of the box. Uh, Roger comes in to challenge him. And the ball ends up getting kicked forward to Teal Bunbury, who's very clearly in an offside position. Like, not even close, by like a good two to three yards, he's standing in an offside position. He gets the ball and kind of stops because he's like, I know I'm not onside. Kind of looks around and just kicks it in the back of the net anyway. And everybody, the whole, all the players kind of like stopped. Amelia kind of tried to save it. I don't know if he could have gotten to it anyway, but. Dude, Beasler slowed up. Beasler could have put one hell of a tackle on him and he didn't. Well, that's what I want to ask you about in a second. So, uh, the flag goes up, offside. Okay, no one's real surprised. Well, then all of a sudden they start going, like you, you see the VAR motion. You're like, what the heck are they looking at? And they end up going to review. And they end up saying he's not offside because it was Roger Espinoza who actually got the last touch on the ball. Therefore, it's a defensive back pass. Therefore, Bunbury can't be offside. So they overturn it and give New England what is ultimately the game-winning goal, 1-0. to zero. And even Brad Friedel's reaction, he kind of looked around and was like, what the hell just happened? But okay, I guess. Yeah, um, we'll take it. Yeah. So I don't know. You, I mean, what... What give me take me into your mind when this is all happening? What what are you thinking? Well, how can you do that? What I'm thinking is okay, not enough there to overturn it. And I know it's two different sports, but I think about it in football. If something is is uh, called if someone's called down on contact, but they you know get but it gets challenged because they what they say it's a fumble. That there mm-hmm. has to be clear evidence that it is a fumble. Yeah. Like it has to be obviously in clear. The, if there's Indisputable video evidence is what they say in football. And if there's not, if they don't see enough, then the call stands. Referee has to stand by it. The thing in in this soccer game is is that the the main referee did not make a call, dude. Like, the linesman had his flag up. The main referee blew no whistle at all. He's just like, "Mm, let's see what happens here. Let's see how everyone feels about it. And then the referee up top is like, Hey, you should take a look at this play. And even Peter was like, are they reviewing if it's offsides? Are they reviewing if the goal is good? What What is going on? And there was no communication with the officials. It was totally weird. Yeah, so in in soccer, like, so in, in American football, like you talked about, there needs to be indisputable video evidence is what they say. And, and you always lean toward the side of the call on the field. If there is not indisputable video evidence that the call is wrong, you stick with the call on the field. Okay, so in, you translate that into soccer. In this case, the call on the field is There was offside. no call. There was no call, though. Um, he didn't even call the offsides. 
I well, he he initially called. I didn't he he stopped play because he looked over at his assistant uh, referee and he held up the offside flag. So I think he he stopped play and was about to give offside, but they buzzed down to him before they could really do anything. Oh, I didn't even um, know he stopped play, dude. Like it didn't it wasn't even noticeable that that happened. Yeah, because I think. Uh, I think Amelia was about to set up to to try to take the kick from, from yeah. the side. I think I think it just all happened so quickly that everybody was kind of like, "What is going on?" Well, so in in soccer, what they say for to even go to video review, what it's supposed to be is a clear and obvious error is the phrasing. Now, obviously, that's very subjective, I guess, because well, it shouldn't be, but it can be because when you're dealing with things like, you know fouls or flops or, or just the nature of soccer things can be very subjective and this is my problem with the call on the field and, and this is what i want to get your thoughts on is what the hell is clear and obvious error i don't know anymore because some of the things i've seen in these games that seem to me like sure as hell those are clear and obvious errors they wave off they don't review they don't give a second thought to and then there's plays like this where on one video, it kind of looks like Roger maybe got a touch to it last. On another video, it kind of looks like Fagunde's foot got to it last. Their feet are both tangled up. I don't know who, like, yeah, their 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 boots are bright green and bright orange, but, like, you can't really tell. And unless they saw a different angle than, than we saw, which maybe they did, I don't know. But that's not clear and obvious to me. Like, was it to you? Dude, not at all. I... I... You you were losing your mind on Twitter, by the way. Anyone who follows you on Twitter knew that you were having a little meltdown inside, and I I felt for you. I really did. But it's uh, it wasn't clear and obvious at all. I I, I could kind of see it, but but it definitely wasn't clear. I mean, it was blurry as but hell. Yeah. Right, and I and I think that's the point. Like sometimes, and I'm like, I guess I kind of see it, and then other times, I'm like, well, I'm not really sure. Like by the very definition, that is not clear and obvious. No, and that's I you kind of see I, it. Right, that's not clear and obvious. And I have been the biggest proponent of VAR. I wanted VAR. I got tired of all the people saying, but it'll slow down the game. It takes away the celebrations. I don't care. Yeah. I want the call right. It did, but I want consistency. <laughs> Like you, I need consistency. And what you said before, we need communication. We need, yes. we are, we need an explanation of what the hell are we reviewing and why was the decision made when it was made? Because at least in football, they're like, you know, they have the, microphones, the, 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 right? And they're like, the chiefs are challenging that the player on the field uh, was, was down by contact. And you're like, okay, well now I know what it is we're supposed to be reviewing. And then they come back and like, after reviewing the play, uh, the runner actually did not lose uh, possession before, or the, the runner lost possession before he hit the ground. Therefore, it's a fumble, and it's recovered by the defense. And you're like, okay, I, I, I may not agree with what you saw, but I at least understand. Thank you for what telling the decision me. Is. Right. There's soccer's like, like that in soccer. I'm gonna draw this box right here, and then I'm gonna point this direction. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> what just? What did you like, see? What? No. Yeah. Like what? What? And, and sometimes they tell you after, but but that, not even yeah. really. Like the the refs will answer questions, and they just basically like, well, we thought the call was wrong. And it's like, thank you, dude. Like, Fagundes explanation in the in the post game interview. Fagundes said, "Well, I wasn't even trying to pass to him, so I was actually trying to shoot." Bro, you were not trying to shoot. I watched that play a million times. You were not rearing back to shoot that ball. It you just. Yeah. 
but I think that's so. I think that's how it did get dispossessed. I think that's how Roger did get a toe on it. Now Roger would never admit that. He'd be stupid to admit that. But I really think he did. And, and he may have. And, and let me be like, look, there's going to be calls that go against Sporting KC and VAR. There's going to be calls that go for Sporting KC and VAR. I'm, I'm not necessarily salty about. Oh, they already have, that, dude. Red cards, much. Right. Right, and and I'm not salty necessarily about the fact that this specific call went against Sporting KC. I just want consistency. If that's going to be the the threshold needed for clear and obvious error, then have that be the threshold needed for clear and obvious error across all refs, all games, the entire league. Just just make it consistent, so we know what the heck is going on. Because I'm tired of watching a game and being like, well, they're going to review this for VAR. And then you're like, wait, they're not. It's going on. And you just saw someone get elbowed in the face in the box, and it's the clearest thing ever. And they're like, nope, can't, not going to review it. Right. Like I what just, gets reviewed and what doesn't. It's, right. It's, sometimes it's unbelievable. Right. And, and so that's what gets me. And, and obviously it ultimately leading to a loss doesn't help. But, you know, I, I, I'd like to think for this specific, you know, goal if the roles were reversed and and it was sporting kc who got the goal out of it i'd be just as confused because nothing i saw there made it seem like it should be um overturned or, or was clear and obvious or anything like that so no it wasn't know. but i mean i i did watch it a million times though and it's it really looked like yeah it could have been roger but like you said it definitely wasn't clear so yeah. Screw it, man. It is what it is. We got to move on, and and you got you got the you got the slow kids coming to town with Colorado, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, but before we we move on to to Colorado, we're, obviously we spent like an hour talking about the Vancouver game last week because that was so, it was much so easy. It was easy. We're going to be yeah. done with this in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, and we, and we could have kept going on that one, but we didn't want to keep you guys for two hours. This one we're almost done, but uh, you know there there was a quote <laughs> have a good in, night. in the can, <laughs> and that's it. Um, hopefully next week's better. Um, no, there was a, a quote in in the Kansas City Star from Peter Vermees who who he said, you know, I think we did enough to get out of here with a point. That would be my what? summation of the game. Um, so yeah, what what what. I'll tell you what my initial reaction was, but but do you think that Sporting KC should have gotten out of there with a point? No. In fact, I think both teams should have gotten no points, if that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, dude, the way Bunbury was coming at us, I mean, he was getting shots off, man. And uh, we, we didn't have that. We didn't have that attacking firepower. We tried to do that same little short corner kick that Johnny Russell chipped the keeper last week on. And and it's like, oh, okay, we've seen this before. You run down the baseline and, you know, try to chip him. It didn't work. Yeah. No, I, and I agree with you. My, my reaction when I read that that uh, that quote from Peter is like, man, are you watching the same game that I watched? You know, obviously Peter knows more about soccer than I do. Um, but, I mean, you, you look at the stats, sure. Okay, Sporting KC had 57% of possession to, to 43 but that doesn't tell you a whole lot about the game. Sporting KC always wins possession. Their passing accuracy was slightly better than New England, although both teams had pretty poor passing accuracy, to be honest. 72% for the Revs and 78%. But the Revs had 16 shots, 7 on target, compared to 13 and only 3 on target for Sporting KC, one of which was that one in, in, with 9 seconds into the match. 
and Sporting KC only completed 60% of their passes in the attacking half and 12% of their crosses. Um, and, and that, to me, kind of reinforces what the eye test that I was talking about before, where New England just looked like the stronger side. I wouldn't say good. They look stronger. Now, I want to bring up this one other thing and, and see if it means anything to you or if this is getting a little too analytical. Because, you know, I like my stats. You I like, like my your analytics. Metrics. Yes, sir. So they call I, you I Jimmy Analytics. My... They, they, they do. Um, I didn't know that. If they do, you know, tell me if you do, because I would like to know if anyone that, actually does that. That's a thing. Um, that is a thing. <laughs> um, so I went to my, my, my trusty website, AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com, the, the analytics <laughs> gurus, because they, they have 2018 game-by-game game expected goals charts. So I can go in and I can say see game-by-game game what, what the expected goals were for each team, because I'm thinking I'm going to go here and, like, New England's going to have, like, close to, to two, and Sporting KC's going to be less than one, and I'm going to be like, see, Peter, you're wrong. Like, they were the better team. Okay, well, imagine my surprise when I go to this website, and, and they say that the XG, the expected goals for New England, is .80, and the XG for SKC is .75. So they're saying that both teams are should have essentially had the exact same amount of goals. There's the goal the, the difference between those is 0. .05, which was by far the closest goal dif- expected goal differential of any game played this weekend. Like and it's not even close. That's so interesting. There, if you look at if you look at those stats, there might be something to what Peter's saying cuz the, they're saying, look, based off of what the expected goals are, these two teams were virtually even. So I don't know. You can't take stats, you know, and and only use those. You have to kind of look at the game and try to put them in context. So does does that change your your thinking about the game at all, or you're like, whatever, I don't care. Those numbers, I know what I saw. Where are you at? Uh, no, dude. I mean, I do that. That makes sense. I mean, I I don't feel like they should have got a goal, and I don't feel like we should have got a goal. So it, it does feel like it very much should have been a tie. I mean, I very much, I, guess, uh, I very much wanted to get on here today with you and and not even talk about this game because I was so upset and just be like, you know, we are an Avengers podcast now. We're just gonna talk about that movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have seen it twice. I in know. between my warring, my my warring with Movie Pass. I apologize to all of uh, our followers if you've seen me fighting with them on Twitter. Bro, you don't, don't like movie pass. started. <laughs> oh my god, don't. We're going to turn into a, an anti-movie pass podcast shortly. Uh, um, I'm going to keep it. I like it. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, they're just, oh man. Oh man, don't get yeah. me started. Sorry, sorry, um, I brought it up. But that's where my head was at. I was like, screw <laughs> this game. Let's talk about Avengers theories. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're not going to spoil it for you guys. Don't no, worry no, if you no, haven't no. seen it. We're not we're not going to we're not going to say anything about it. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's that kind of sums up. I mean, do you have any other thoughts on this game before we we move on? No, not really, dude. I did I did my best to get blocked by Juan Aguidello. Um that didn't happen. So, uh What did you try to do? Oh, I just I retweeted something that talked about he was asking you know, when is International Men's Day, when it was International Women's oh, Day. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is like, this is some male privilege right here. So uh, I think oh, I just wow. said, hey, remember when this dumb dumb said this dumb dumb thing? 
And uh, yeah, he deleted that tweet real quick. Oh, of um, course he did. When people were like, "Well, International Mail Day is this day on November," and you one, it's actually a thing. Yeah, and you're garbage. And someone else said, uh, "Wow!" And this joke, this joker thinks he can be part of the men's national team. He's not even good. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't, just get out of here. Why? Well, I'll um, get him. I'll get. I'll get someone to block me one of these days. You guys, I won't. I won't let you down. Well, uh, you know, we have your nemesis coming up this weekend. That's true. I can't talk He's, to him, uh, so I think I'm going to roll with Zach McMath since uh, you know Tim Howard's not playing. Okay. Okay. Tim Howard was in the box this last weekend. Yeah, what was that about? Analysis. It was weird. Um, he did that over in England too, and I've always thought it was weird that like a current player is doing analysis. Yeah, it feels why? Like there is a c- conflict of interest there in some way. It, um, like he's on contract with the team, but instead of being down with the team, like was he hurt or something? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's old, so his pride Maybe was like hurt. His knees are are bothering him. I don't. Who knows? Well, like, he plays for the Crapids. Like, the Crapids. <laughs> um. So yeah, we got we got your 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 nemesis uh, Marlon Harrison coming oh. in. Um, this time, uh, you know, last time we played him earlier in the season, it was a two-two draw. We came from um, behind, two nothing. Had yep, Sporting Casey had to had to come from behind, play a little catch up. Um, These teams have grown. Time, These teams have grown since that game. Well, I think so. Too. We've grown. I don't know if they have. You know, so this is their first year with the new coach, Pablo Mastroni. No. Uh, their coach what? The last... Oh, I thought you meant that's their coach this year. Sorry. No, 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 no. He was their coach the last number of yes, years, and yes. he's no longer there. And he played a very boring defensive style of soccer. And I heard someone someone say this earlier today, which I thought like pretty much captured the Rapids perfectly. They're like, look, they're still losing – as much as they lost in years past, but at least they're not unbearable to watch anymore. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty Dude, good summation of the Rapids. Their wings are pretty fast. If you watch them running on the wings there, I mean, Zussi better be careful or he's going to get beat. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they got some guys. Like, Dominique Baji, he's he's not bad. Baji's, um, Baji's slick, man. He just doesn't have the weapons around him to help him out. He's, he's slick. Um... Skeltson Gashi kind of looks like uh, he might be a vampire. He, like I'm not sure, but oh, like in in a uh, sense that he's gorgeous and shiny, or or that he's scary. I just I look I look at him and I'm like, you kind of look like a vampire. Like I could see him. Like you put like the vampire cape on him and you and you give him a little sharp teeth and you put the lights oh, on. Oh, like okay. A vampire. So we're know. not talking like, like I think handsome Twilight. You're talking like scary. No, no, no. Gotcha. Like scary, like Transylvania. Vampire. You got to specify, bro. Um, I was, I was very interested, thinking he sparkles in the I'm sun. Not, I'm not. No, see, I'm, I've never read Twilight. Oh yeah, I've totally. Twilight. Me neither. I would never read those books. <laughs> I don't yeah, own never, them or anything. Never, never Fifty Shades of Grey either. I don't know what you're talking about. I have um, not read those, but I have seen the films, and they are nasty. You guys, have you seen those movies? They're nasty. I have not read nor seen those movies, but well, I will. Uh, you just gotta have a safe word. word for it. Gotta have a safe word. <laughs> Pineapple? No, um, it's red. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, good to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anywho, back to Colorado. Yes. Um, who wear red jerseys? Kind of. Um, 
they are uh, they're coming off a a loss to Orlando City. Oh, that was um, bad, dude. They, they played so well. Yeah. They went up 1-0, Dominique Baggi in the 26th minute, and then they uh, ended up dropping two in the second half. Late so in the second half. One. Yeah, the, the, the go-ahead goal came in the 77th minute from Yoshi, uh, not the green dinosaur. No, um, but but uh, his name does make you smile, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I do. If I could get a jersey with the name Yoshi on it, I probably would. Oh, man. Um, you can. Why can't you? But I'm not... Uh, because well, I hate Orlando. Oh, that's true. Me too. I'm not doing that. Um, but yeah, so they're coming off a, a, a little bit of a, a sad loss. Um, they're they're not great. They have eight points on the year through seven games. They're sitting in ninth in the West. Um, they yeah. they've scored ten goals. They've allowed ten goals. They're kind of like, you know, anywhere in the West from like tenth up to like third it's kind of like i don't know which of these teams are actually bad and which are good because they're all just kind of like bleh yeah they're all meh so yeah what, what do you what do you expect from from colorado coming into children's mercy park this weekend dude i i think they're gonna be fired up and and you know try to get points on the road obviously but uh dude they they're they're at the bottom like like you said and uh I think from Sporting's point of view, they got to get this win. They have to because I don't know if you guys have looked ahead much, but four days later, you got to go down to the ATL and uh, play in front of a crap ton of people at a midweek game in Atlanta. Oh, my God. That's not fun, dude. No one wants to do that. You got to go in there hot off a win, a big win against Colorado. I cannot tell you how much it would mean to me if we could go. I'm not. I don't want to overlook the Rapids because we can't do that. But how much it would mean to me to go down and beat Atlanta in Atlanta, mm. like, dude, defense better oh better buckle down because they're about to get goal of the week again. Because that's that's what they do. They get goal of the week on every team they play. I I hate it. I hate it. It's, it's crap. Like they're freaking fans. So you, every time, like it's like, oh, I hate their oh fans. My God, their fans are the worst. But you have to look at Colorado, and you gotta you gotta scorch them. You gotta scorch them. But also, I mean, will we see some different people during Colorado? Will we see some different guys in the lineup since we have a midweek game the following week? It's a good question. I think what'll be interesting to watch is okay. Where's Gerso with his health? Because he's he's been out with with a. Um, he's he's not been healthy the last couple of weeks. Um, where are we at with Felipe? I don't expect Felipe to go a full ninety at all, but I do expect him to probably play some minutes if he can, uh, because you don't want to go two weeks off and then go back to playing, you know, on the road in Atlanta uh, for for your first time. So I, I I would like to see Felipe get you know, if he doesn't start, maybe he comes in in the sixtieth minute and gets a good thirty minute shift in. Um, but but we, we got to see more from Johnny Russell than we did this last week. He kind of disappeared. Now he nothing was really going on around him, so it's not really his fault. But um, I'd like to see Johnny Russell have a bounce back game. And honestly, I think the team as a whole will have a bounce back game. They, they, I mean, they're not feeling great about going and, and playing that game in New England. And uh, so I, I think they're going to come in and take care of business and get a win. Oh yeah, um, dude. I mean, Beasler. In, in you know, in, in particular, 
when, when that goal happened and that the call stood in New England and they called it a goal, he he just went to the referee and like covered his mouth. He was just like, "Are you serious right now?" So I mean, these guys are fired up. They did not want to lose that game, and they certainly didn't want to lose it that way. So you got Colorado well, and, coming and to the town. Beesler, yeah, the Beasley thing. I wonder if that in part was because he. You mentioned earlier he kind of slowed up. It looked like a little bit. He did. I wonder if in his mind he's thinking, well, you know, if the flag hadn't gone up or I don't think he was three yards offside, I would have gone and challenged him more. And now maybe, you know, maybe he could have gotten there. I don't know. And maybe that's it's sort of why you always play to the whistle. Dude, it's um, bullshit that you, you have know, to play we, to the whistle. I mean, when you see that flag, that's a big deal. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's it's tough because no, no, no matter what league in the world you're in, if you see the flag go up, you're not going to keep playing. Um, but I would have anyway, at least rather yeah. he so take I, him down and, and make it have, make make it be a PK or something. You know what I mean? Take his ankle out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Sporting KC are going to win. I think you make a good point that Sporting KC need this win. Oh yeah. Not only because of their schedule coming up. Um, we got a couple of road games before coming back and and, and playing the Crew um, at the end of May at, at home, and the Crew are, are pretty good. Um, oh, yeah, we gotta go to Minnesota after but, Atlanta, but we we get a we get a week and a half off after that Atlanta game, though. We do. Here, here's the thing. Here's why I think it's important to get this win. So Sporting KC are still in first place in the West right now, 17 points. That's that's good. But they've they've played two more games than the second place team, which is LAFC. And LAFC's got 15 points. They're they're two points behind Sporting KC, but they've played two less games. Uh, and 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 you know. Then there's Vancouver, who's got 13 points on nine games, the same amount that SKC has, and then FC Dallas 12 through 7, the same amount that LAFC has. I'm not as worried about those lower teams, and LAFC's been pretty inconsistent, but, you know, I don't feel great only having a two-point cushion with two more games played. I'd like to get a win and get a little bit of separation there. So uh, that would make me feel better. Yeah, Um, that'd be ideal. Do you uh, you want to go on the record and, and give a score prediction for the game this weekend, dude? I think they gotta, I think they gotta put goals up. I think they gotta get back to that Vancouver scoring way. And uh, I want to say three nothing, but yeah, let's say three nothing. I know they got, I know Colorado has Courtney Ford, but I think he's been injured for a little bit because um, that dude's a young up and coming beast. Courtney Ford's good, man. Um, I, I, I think you're right with three. I'm going to say 3-1 just because I think there's going to be something weird like toward the end of the game where there's a mental lapse and they let one in and like between like the 75th and 90th minute that they probably shouldn't. But at that point, I don't think – I think the game will be in hand. So, um, but yeah, I think we need this, this win, especially because, uh, you know, I was just talking about LAFC. They've got, you know, a crap ton of home games. Their next three games are at home, and since they played so many games on the road, they they got a really backloaded home schedule. So I don't want to leave it up to uh, to, to hoping that they kind of fail. Um, so hoping for that uh, that Sporting KC win. And it's Matt Beasler bobblehead night. Yeah. So even more uh, reason to get out there. Dude, they didn't uh, put me on the bobblehead. I feel they, like because he'll be he he's painting the wall on the bobblehead and I was like ah oh, I I painted that wall I, where's I need a I need a bobblehead with him <laughs> where, where's where's the coos bobblehead yeah, what year was that that was 2015 wasn't it 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The I open think that cup. was after the 2015 Open Cup. The one when, uh, yeah, Jordi Cynthia hit the uh, uh, right. PK in Philly. That's right, Jordi. Um, pour one out. Pour, pour, pour one out. Um, yeah, so it'll it'll be a, a third bobblehead to complete your bobblehead collection. It's a pretty cool bobblehead, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the night before at the Royals game, there it's Star Wars night, and they're giving a Han Solo Salvi bobblehead. What? So that's pretty cool. Are you going to that? Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I don't have tickets, but I saw the Han Solo Salvi bobblehead, and I was like, I kind of feel like I need that. Wow. So, I bet you can get someone to give you tickets at a price chopper or something. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. At a high V uh, or whatever. Yeah, no, no high V it is, isn't it? I'll, uh, I think so. Um, yeah, because I got the high V deck. Yeah, um, buy this will, pack uh, of meat and we'll give you a couple tickets. <laughs> two pounds of bacon and a ticket. Um, they can't give them away, bro. I'll probably check. No, I'll probably uh, I'll probably check tickets that day, see what I can get. But um, yeah, it'll be a, a good weekend in, in Kansas City for bobbleheads. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. So uh, so yeah, let's let's uh, let's go over some of the other action that happened in uh, in MLS this week because um, there was quite a bit. No, the, uh, um, quite a bit of the Western Conference sucking an egg. Well. Yeah, I mean, which true. is good for us. I mean, Western Conference didn't really do anything this week. Yeah, um, the West is not great, to be honest. Not right like, now. I saw someone pose a question earlier, like, top six teams in the league, the only two from the West are, are SKC and maybe LAFC. But, like, New York, Atlanta, Orlando, Columbus, heck, the Red Bulls, too. Like, they're all... Bro, better than most of the teams in the West. We got to be careful, or LAFC is going to jump us and just take off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want that to happen, and, and I wouldn't. I also wouldn't put it past them to still bring in another splash signing in the summer well, to like really round out their team. You know what? And I, I was telling Marissa, my wife, uh, earlier yesterday. We're recording this on Monday, by the way. So before the LAFC game, I said, you know what? They opened their stadium today, and that's really cool and all. But gosh, I hope it's the most boring game and it ends up nil-nil. <laughs> and dude, it almost did. Okay? It, it should have it been nil-nil. And Stefan Fry just said, meh, that's too easy. And just let a goal in. I, that was unbelievable. Yeah. In, in I almost the third it. minute of stoppage time. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a... I mean, I, I guess to, to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, it was a... Why would you do that? Simon, uh, I don't know. Um, a Simon free kick from way out, and it kind of knuckled a little bit. Does he take it, free it, like, kicks? Hit him in the chest, apparently. He's a center just, back, like, an right? Game thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Like That's I don't. I, I haven't watched enough of that i didn't i i never watched montreal games when he was there because why would you watch montreal games yeah that's true um, even though they were up one nothing on atlanta this week and then blew it yeah freaking kratz and his free kicks um god dude but but yeah they ended up lafc ended up winning 1-0 because simon kicked this free kick right at fry and it just bounced right off his hands into the goal yeah right off um, so that was the the first goal at Bank of California Stadium and the first win for LAFC at home. Did you see 
before that game started when Fox had Will Ferrell on the set and they asked him to read the lineup? Were you watching at that point? No, but didn't you say that he doesn't know his own players or something? He has no idea who the F anybody is on his own team. Like, he's trying to read their name. He doesn't know who plays what position. Well, why he would he? who anybody is. He's just the money guy. I just, I, yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny because, like, you could tell he got uncomfortable because Rob Stone was like, you want to read your starting lineup? And he was like, oh, yeah, sure, because he can't say no. Dude, it sucks. So he's, like, going through. He, he only read nine of the players because he's like, I don't. He, he didn't even know who the other two were or how to read their names, I guess. So he's just read nine guys. See, I feel um, like if you ask any of our owners to do that, they could do it no problem. I feel like they are connected to the team. I feel like they know the players. But you get people like this, and it's just a big budget club, dude. They they just have their their money in the thing. They don't they don't have a connection to these guys. They don't care about these guys. Yeah, that's what yeah, makes no, us special. I'm, 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 I'm with you, and they uh, they also have like 37 different owners. Um, yeah, that is that's not an exaggeration. That's a pretty big deal. It's 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 close, yeah. Um, so out, out, outside of Seattle LAFC, were there any other games from last week that that caught your eye, especially? Well, I thought Toronto was actually going to get a good win, and then Chicago came back and tied him up. So yeah. that was and Toronto interesting. probably needed a good win. <laughs> they did, dude, and they had their lineup back, their CCL guys, and then Chicago came back and made it happen. Um, I will say, I was happy to see. Was happy to see the Galaxy lose to the Red Bulls at home because I love watching the Galaxy lose in general, especially when it's at home. And then watching Minnesota get a big victory against the Dynamo, dude, 2-1. Love that. Love that. Bro, that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a that back heel. Did you see that back heel? Oh, gorgeous. The Ibsen? Ibsen goal, man. That was Ibsen pretty sweet. Heel. Yeah. I don't think he meant to do that, but I'll take it. And I keep thinking... <laughs> like, like that's not that's not Tyler Derrick playing keeper, is it? That's Joe Willis for Dynamo. Yeah, because Derrick, because Derrick, uh, Derrick has some... he beats women. Yeah, which is not good. Allegedly, don't yeah. Do that. Yeah, don't don't be a Derrick, so. gentlemen. Don't uh, yeah. Don't hit your hit your ladies. <laughs> no, yeah. But no, I I firmly against that. They kind of look alike, so I'm like, is that Tyler Derrick? Because if it is, I hate him. But it was Joe Willis, and I'm like, uh, kind of looks like Tyler Derrick. I think I hate Joe Willis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was a fun one to watch for me, just because uh, I, I like when Minnesota does well. You are a secret um, loon fan, dude. I think you. I think you just like the colors, because you know it's like SKC colors. That's kind of why I'm kind I of a. Like the colors. I'm a secret NYCFC fan. Like that's my team out of the Eastern Conference. But they're not as lovable as the loons. Nah, they're not. But it's New York, and they got David Villa, and we've actually given them a few players of ours, so it's kind of, there's a little bit of a connection there. You know, I can pinpoint the moment I became a loons fan in my mind, actually. Um, Because I was watching them on TV. It was like their second ever game. They were maybe third. I don't know. They were terrible. They'd already given up like 11 goals. (laughs) And there are these two fans, like front row in their game, and they had these loon hats where it was literally just these giant loon birds that were just sitting on their head. And it was the most ridiculous hat. And they're just sitting there cheering away for this terrible team. And I was like, and you ordered I one. love this. And I, wa- I tried to find one. No, shut up. I tweeted. I was like, if someone can tell me where to get a loon hat. When I went to Minnesota for the Sporting KC game, the first one there last year, 
I actually asked people, do you sell loon hats here? And they're like, no, we don't. They're like, no, that's and not a really thing. Sad. <laughs> but I, I may, I, I might have bought a loon hat had they sold it. Oh if, man. You know, I, I probably got protected against myself in the fact that they didn't. Um, but I would have bought a loon hat. I did buy a loon scarf. So there you go. I I'm buy not... scarfs at all the stadiums I visit. Yeah, we do the scarf thing too. I'm not, I'm not judging you too much on the loon hat. That's only slightly weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other game that I thought was kind of interesting is, which we talked about it briefly, was that Orlando Colorado game. If only because, don't look now, but Orlando looks really good. They kind of like, do. They they suddenly are on this like win unbeaten streak. They got they're they're up to third in in the in the East. Um, they look like they're firing on all cylinders. So I don't know. They they look pretty good. Um, I picked them as a playoff team before the year. It's and, weird, and man. Starting to make good on my prediction. So I mean, it uh, Dwyer did not score, so that was weird to me. Um, but it was you know Christian Higita, assisted by someone named. Saka, Clajestin, and uh, <laughs> what a dumb name! Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, that Yoshi dude, dinosaur, got the PK. But I don't know, man. Colorado, they they got the early goal, and I, I was like, hey, good for them. You're like a little brother, you know what I mean? You're like, good for you getting out <laughs> there, doing good things, and then you just lost it. Yeah, how? Uh... Imagine it's preseason. I tell you, okay, we're 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 going into the tenth week of the season, and uh, both Toronto and Seattle are dead last in their respective conferences with only four points. Uh, like, I I'd say let's wait till let's wait till the World Cup break and see see where everyone's at then. Yeah, but that is, that is crazy. They've both only played six games. Yeah, we have so, played five. Um, oh wait. Sorry, they have yeah six games. Sorry. Yeah, we've played three more games than, than they both have. Wow, um, Seattle has four they, points. Yeah, they Toronto both have Toronto has four points. points. What is going on? LEFC has Toronto, fifteen, bro. I don't like that. Yeah, Toronto's at a negative seven goal differential. Granted, Houston put up five on them when they basically played Toronto's B team um, before the the CCL final, but still. Um, they got. They both got lots of time. Seattle's. Everybody's hurt in Seattle. Like I think the entire city of Seattle is hurt. Um, yeah, they're in except trouble. Except for Ladero. Uh, and and Toronto's got no center backs right now because Michael Bradley and Gregory Vanderveel were playing center back for Toronto last game, um, which was weird. That's but, super weird. Um, yeah, but you know they uh, they they both got time to come back. So. Um, Toronto kicks off the uh, MLS action uh, this week on Star Wars Day. Uh, they host Philadelphia, so I'd expect them to win that. Um, why is it called? Why is it called but, uh, Star Wars Day? Why is that? May the Fourth be with you. <laughs> Loser. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, but you got to watch out for the Revenge of the Fifth. Oh my God! Or the. Uh... Empire on the sixth. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that'll be an interesting one. We got a New York Derby on uh, Saturday, um, or Derby, however you want to say yeah, it. And they say Derby, um, don't they? 
Yeah, in England they do. That's weird. Um, the, the Red Bulls take on uh, New York City FC in uh, Red Bull Arena. That'd be a good game. Uh, yeah. Red Bulls that, are firing. That's always a fun one. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Chicago Atlanta could be good if uh, if Chicago actually kind of get their their stuff going. No, um, Atlanta's gonna smoke them. Yeah, I, you know this. Honestly, the the best game, or or maybe so the 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 New York Derby is probably the best game of the week. Yeah, but the most important game outside of uh, the sporting game for us is probably the LAFC FC Dallas game. Oh, big they, time! You kind of want to hope. Don't you kind of want to hope Dallas wins? Or a tie? Yeah, I, I was going to say a tie may not be the worst thing. Um, either a tie or a Dallas win. If it's a Dallas win, then, then they both get up to, to 15 points through eight games. And, and if, if if Sporting wins, then, then that's not a terrible result. Um, as long as LAFC don't get the win, then, then that's probably good in my mind. So Exactly. That'll be uh, – there's really no national coverage this week except for the uh, LAFC in Dallas on Univision. Oh, never mind. There's a, uh, the, the New York games on, on ESPN at 12.55 kickoff. Yeah, the rare Saturday national TV game. Yeah, um, that's, that's weird. Hey, prime time right there. <laughs> prime time kickoff. 12.55. Yeah, probably some weird, like, NBA playoffs or something going on that night that – no yeah. one cares about. No, that makes sense. Um, but uh, but yeah, LAFC uh, FC Dallas should be a good one. Um, and then obviously Sporting KC Colorado is important too. Um, Minnesota Vancouver could be cool. I feel like those teams are equally kind of matched. I don't know. Minnesota is probably going to be riding high off that win. So, and it's in Minnesota, so that'd be cool. Yeah, Vancouver, you know, some people might look at them and be like, hey, they're in third place, like, you know, but honestly, I think that's kind of a fluke, and you look at, you know, they've got a negative seven goal differential, which a lot of that came from our game, but they were already Mm -hmm. down 3-0 before we even went up by two men, so I'm not too worried about Vancouver. I'd like to see Minnesota beat them again, because I'm a loser man. Um, I I think you were not a loons man. Will you stop it? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> tell this man he is not a loons man i, I do not like it <laughs> god damn it if i get like a message from you in like a year and you're like hey man we're moving to minnesota i'll be like you are not you are not <laughs> no, moving to I'm minnesota it's too cold bro I just bought a just bought a house here so we're not moving anywhere for a long yes, time yes you did um, and when i moved back to kc man i'm we're, we're coming we're gonna make a little studio over there we're gonna have a, a recording nights pretty cool i'm gonna try to build up a, a little scarf wall in our basement um, that's awesome from, from I, i've already collection. decided i've already decided that we're gonna have a studio at your home so <laughs> my house okay let's, let's you get tell, to know well i'll probably have an apartment so you tell Brittany that uh that i said it's okay <laughs> okay I, i'll let her know that you you've you've given it your seal of approval yeah, um, she hates me <laughs> <laughs> that's not true uh um, i'll give it she time. just only mild, mildly dislikes you um, oh shit! That's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I got a rib you after you told me I'm now your second favorite Mac because you met my brother one time in L.A. and apparently now you're BFFs. So yes, yes, me um, and Eddie, we we go way back. We're good dudes. <laughs> you shared a vegan meal together, and we did. History. We shared some um, booch. It was good. 
<laughs> no, he didn't um, have any kombucha, but I did. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, it, it'll be a fun week of soccer, um, and then yeah, there'll be some midweek games. We'll we'll try to uh, to get uh, back, and, and we'll release the podcast next Wednesday, so you'll have it ahead of the Atlanta um, Sporting KC game. But um, but yeah, any final thoughts for our listeners? Uh, shoot, no final thoughts, man. Guys, this was a this was a sad pod, but a hopeful one, into which we can look forward to this weekend, and uh, hopefully the sun will shine again. The sun the sun will come out tomorrow. Let the sun shine. There you go. It's the age of Aquarius. <laughs> didn't know you were gonna get serenaded. Um, all right. Well, as Dan said, uh, don't forget to leave us an iTunes uh, or Stitcher or, or wherever you listen to rating and review. Um, we're everywhere bitches ev- every everywhere um tweet us at no other pod at jcmax03 at dan Kuzer. send us an email no other pod at gmail.com like mm. us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod uh, so yeah send us your thoughts hopefully next week we'll be better and uh no matter what happens we'll be back as always so thank you guys so much for listening for dan i'm jimmy We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Love y'all. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.